thank you for tuning in to another edition of Divine Connection. We're happy to have you be a part today. I want to thank Raleigh, North Carolina, Wichita, Kansas, Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you so much for listening to see what's happening on Divine Connection. We have Bishop Charles Johnson, and he's going to come with motivation. He has a company, Mountain Movers Incorporated, for the next generation of passionate leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives. So if you're in that category, hold on. We'll be right back with more information. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life, but it doesn't have to be hard. Play catch, go to a park or visit a zoo. Help your child with their homework. Sit down together for dinner. Ask them how their day was. Things get busy and sometimes we all fall short, but the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 1-877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You're inside of Divine Connections on the Silver Lining Radio Network. We appreciate you being right here listening to Divine Connections. As promised, we have Bishop Charles Johnson. How are you today? Doing fantastic. So glad to be here with you today. It is my pleasure to have you come and join in to give us information about how to get to the next level. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you come from, and what is Mountain Movers Incorporated? Well, I am Bishop Charles Johnson. I'm from Raleigh, North Carolina. I pastor the Well Church, but I'm also founder of Mountain Movers Worldwide. And Mountain Movers is about helping people remove the mountains or roadblocks to their success and helping them get on the fast track towards success, whether it be in life, business, or their career, even spiritually. And I do that through sometimes one-on-one coaching, sometimes through some of the seminars that I've created, some of the books that I've written some of the programs, audio, video programs that I've developed to help people. I call myself a successologist. It's my job. It's my passion. It is my purpose. My reason for being on the planet is to help people be as successful as they have envisioned themselves to be. So that's a little bit about who I am and what Mountain Movers is about. Amazing. You have so much passion about what you do. We actually hear it in (laughs) your introduction of yourself. That's important. And people would want to know, who inspired you? Oh, wow. There are so many people in my life that have really inspired me. My parents, I've had some spiritual leaders that have inspired me. I also have had some other motivational speakers like Les Brown, uh, Willie Jolly, other teachers who have inspired me, people like a Jim Rohn, like a Zig Ziglar, like a a Brendan Bouchard, a, a Tony Robbins. All of these individuals have assisted and are still assisting me in becoming the absolute best person that I can be. And many times we can't always say just one person. Some people can do that. I tend not to be able to do that because I realize that I stand on the shoulders of so many people. And so many people have gone through uh, ups and downs, failures, triumphs, and I am able to benefit from that. So there are so many of these people that inspire me. But what I really want to help other people to do is to, as well, find themselves inspiring. Because sometimes we don't celebrate our own victories. We don't celebrate our own overcoming situations. So many times, if you look at your own life, you can say to yourself, 
I overcame that. I got through that. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I did. I didn't know how I was going to make it out of that situation. Or when that person left my life, I thought that I was, was not even worthy of having someone else come into my life. And when you make it through those kind of things, sometimes you got to take a moment, pat yourself on the back, throw yourself a party, and be inspired by your own story and by your own journey. Uh, many times we give that to other people, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't do that and ignore your own inspirational story because there's somebody on the planet that is interested in hearing your story and will be inspired by you losing five pounds or inspired by you raising one child of your own and, you know, four or five children that, that's not your own. So it's important that find someone that inspires you, but don't forget that you can inspire yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't mistake humbleness for just celebrating your victory. Mm. Because sometimes Absolutely. people want to remain humble. However, mm -hmm. they neglect the opportunity to just thank God for where he's brought you. Because it seems like sometimes people get it kind of twisted. Absolutely. I think, I think, I think you're right. And I, I understand the, the, the sentiment about being humble, but humility has nothing to do with celebrating yourself. Humility is an attribute. It's a characteristic that everybody needs to have. But at the same time, you need to be able to celebrate who you are and not give away your greatness. Not say that I'll, well, I'll be great when. I'll be great when I become like Les Brown. I'll be great when I become like Bishop Jakes. We give away our greatness. You are great right now. Whatever it is you've gone through, whatever you had to deal with, you are great right now. And as soon, as soon as you accept the right now, as soon as you accept that right now that I'm great, then you will be able to see progress, even greater influence. And the more grateful you are, many times we're not grateful for where we are because we're always measuring it by what somebody else is doing. But what I, one thing I've learned is that if you just pay attention to your plate and not try to eat off the other guy's plate, you will begin to appreciate and understand and be grateful for what you have, where you are, the gifts that you have, the abilities that you have, the understandings that you have. And where there is gratefulness, more things to be grateful for will come. So be humble. Please, by all means, be humble. But do not confuse being humble and celebrating yourself, like you said, and being grateful for where you are and what you've been able to overcome. Well, can you point to one moment that was the turning point toward the success of your business, your career, or even your life? Well, one moment that stands out to me, I had the opportunity to minister at a major church in a city that's close to us called Durham. And it was a major church. He is a nationally known individual. I just did what God had given me to do. One, I was surprised by the, the invite, but after I finished, he actually was out of town. He called me, and he said to me, I have never heard a message as powerful as the one you ministered at my church. And in my mind, that shifted everything for me because before that moment, I was just, you know, just some other preacher, just some other pastor. But to have someone that has accomplished nationally and internationally what this gentleman has accomplished, for him to take out the time to call me, to tell me that message was one of the most powerful ones he's ever heard, that shifted my life. That one moment, and all it takes is one. Many people are looking for all of these great things to happen in succession. 
All it takes is one moment, and that was one of the moments in my life and in my ministry where things shifted for me, where I began to see myself in a different light. I began to see myself in a different way and understood that, you know, you got something. You, you, you know, you, you're not there yet, but you are, you're on the right road. You're, you're driving down the right street now. And that one phone call from that one gentleman turned my life that day. And with the help of the Lord, I haven't looked back since. <laughs> I haven't That's looked amazing. back since. Uh, and, and I've seen great. him uh, on and off, and I've talked to him on and off. And uh, he's become one of those people, like we talked about earlier, that, that inspires me. He's one of my mentors. And that one moment now in this present moment is one of the major turning points for me. Wow. Outstanding. It's like I tell people. It only takes one person to change your yeah. life. Absolutely. You that opportunity. Why do they speak that word into you that just ignites that fire as it did for you? It only takes right. one person to change your life. That's right. That's, an That's amazing, right. Amazing, extraordinary story of just how someone can speak into your life. What was your initial plan for being successful? Well, initially, I want to go way back. I wanted to be a baseball player. <laughs> when I came out of high school, I wanted to be a baseball player because I loved baseball. But I ended up playing football at a major HBCU here in North Carolina. I'm small in stature. I'm not a tall guy. And even when I got to college, I was even smaller. But um, they got to hitting too hard, and I started to breaking bones, and, you know, all kind of stuff started happening to me. So that I had to let go. I had to let that I had to let that go. But one of the things that replaced that was my ability to communicate with people, my ability to motivate and inspire them and even to lead them. So my initial plan was to be athletic. But then after that, I realized the God-given ability for me to be able to lead people, inspire, motivate them, uh, pull them together. And that's where it began because then I became the president of our gospel choir. I began to lead youth groups in the church I was a part of. From there, I started doing some management stuff for some gospel artists. I started doing some things for an independent gospel music company. I was their senior vice president of marketing and promotions for them. And it just kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And so my initial plan ended up not being my initial plan, but it ended up being my initial plan. <laughs> and you never know. You know, if, if you allow yourself to be open, many times we sell into only one way. And what, a great example of this is, is Bishop Jakes. Bishop Jakes started out, and he still is, he's a pastor. That's what he does. He's a pastor, and out from that grew things like Woman Thou Art Loose and the play and the book and the movie and the, uh, uh, the conventions and the conferences. You know, but all of those things grew from that central place. All of us have a central gift, a central talent, a central purpose, and we take different routes to get to it sometimes. But if you never get sold out on just one thing, and if you will allow yourself to be open to explore other branches, other avenues, other income streams, other possibilities, we will find that just as vast as God is, he has put that same type of vastness within each one of us. And as we find that central purpose, all these other things, all these other doors open to us. Now, I had no idea that playing football at Winston-Salem State University was going to open up another door for me 
to be president of this and chairman of that, and I had no idea because, like you said, I had an initial plan. And so many gifted and talented people that are listening to us right now, you have a plan. And sometimes that plan does not always work out like we think it ought to, but if we're open to other avenues, if we're open to other opportunities, God will allow that initial plan to become the envelope to open up so many other things that happen in our life. So many people like yourself and people that are listening to us are gifted. That's not the issue. Gifting is not the issue. Talent's not the issue. Anointing's not the issue. The issue is, Charles, how do I get it done? How do I get this done? And many people that I work with, that's what they want to know. You know, what steps do I take? You know, I'd have this, a lot of this, this self-doubt in my mind. I had this negative self-talk going on in my head. How do I get rid of that? How do I overcome, get around these mountains? And how do I expand my business? Or how do I do better in my career or better in my life? You know, what I found is gifting and talent is, is not the issue. It's how do I get it? How do I go to the next level? And when I started out with this initial plan, you know, I can almost imagine God being like, man, look at him. He thinks he's really going to do that. But I've got some other things planned for him. And um, many times he doesn't tell us because we'll mess it up. You know, we'll put, start putting our hands in it and start to work it out and trying to figure out when he's going to do it and who he's going to do it through and all of that. So he'll keep it to himself. And he'll just allow his plan to unfold in front of us. And what you may think is great, what you may think is wonderful, God has far more planned for us because we can't even imagine the thing. All we know is that his plan and his thoughts are good toward us. And whatever he has planned for us is absolutely going to happen. Amen. That is such um, wonderful information. I was listening this morning to a little motivational blurb that Steve mm-hmm. Harvey had out there, and he was encouraging people at one point in your life to jump, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, get to that point to where you say, okay, Lord, um, you know, I feel this move, I feel this nudge, but you're so afraid to make uh, that jump until it kind right. of, paralyzes you where you are. Right. Then you begin to get stunted in, I gotta go to work, I gotta do this, and you're mm-hmm. so unhappy either working or doing the things that you do, mm-hmm. and, you, and you're so afraid to make that jump. Right. <laughs> when I heard you say what you said, mm-hmm. that leads us back to this question of how do you turn that purpose, that nudge that you feel, that gifting that you have, how do you turn that purpose into a paycheck? Well, One, when it comes to fear, fear is an emotion and it's a part of being human. So fear is probably never going to go away. You'll always feel it. Some of the the most highly successful, high achievers in the world, they have fear. But what they do with their fear is different from some other people. Some other people allow that fear to paralyze them, to uh, develop into self-doubt. Others have the fear, but they do it anyway. And that's, that's the key. The Bible says you shouldn't have the spirit of fear. He's not giving us the spirit of fear. Now, the spirit of fear is when you are constantly afraid of everything. You don't do anything because you're afraid of failure. You're afraid of rejection. 
you're afraid. So you don't do anything. But fear itself is something that we're always going to have. However, you still do it. You do it even though you have a certain amount of fear. So when it comes to your, your, um, taking your purpose and turning it into a paycheck, how you make that, that shift is that I'm not saying you quit your job. I'm not saying that you walk away from whatever it is that you're doing. But you plan an immediate exit. What I mean by that is over a period of time, when you, have, when you know what your purpose is, which is key, you have to know your definite purpose. You have to know why you're here on the planet. And that's a different conversation, and I can help people find out what that purpose is. But once you find out what that purpose is, you begin to wake up every day and do something every day to work toward it. What you focus on is what grows. So if I focus on what my purpose is, and I focus on how I can develop it, that focus is going to cause my purpose to grow, and at some point, it is going to outgrow what you would consider your 8 to 5, 9 to 5, your regular job. Now, some people can do that extreme thing, walk into the office and be like, I'm out, I'm gone, today is it, I'm over, pack your little box, and you're gone. Some people can do that. Some people can do like Les Brown says is, you know, uh, jump out of the nest and grow wings on, you know, learn how to fly on your way down. Some people can do that. <laughs> but there are some people that have to say, okay, now wait now, I've got some responsibilities. I've got kids. I've got a mortgage. I've got this, that, or the other, which is fine. But what you need to do is plan your immediate exit, which really doesn't sound right. How can you plan an immediate exit? But that's what you need to do. You plan it. You come up with goals. And as you achieve those goals, make sure that each one of those goals is moving you toward your exit, is moving you toward my purpose, taking over my job. What they call it, you're just over broke. Your purpose, taking over your just over broke, and it becoming your life. There's nothing like living in your purpose. And it, your purpose is, is what... what um, puts gas in your car. Your purpose is what puts food on the table and clothes on your back. There's nothing like it in the world. No day is work. No day is work because you're operating in your purpose, which is our God-given right. You know, those of you that are listening, you are not a cosmic mistake. You are here on purpose. You are meant to be here. When you were brought into the world, God had a plan on his mind as it relates to you individually. Well, Charles, how can you say that? How can you say that, that I was on God's mind and I'm here on purpose? Well, look at your fingertips, your, finger, your fingerprint. There's no one on the planet that has a fingerprint like yours. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me that a God that can make your unique fingerprint can't give you a unique purpose? That's crazy. Certainly he can. You're here on purpose. And once you find it, it's almost, it's almost like Christmas. Every package, everything that you open, every box that you open has exactly in it what you want because it is your purpose. I encourage everybody I talk to, every seminar, every workshop, every um, one-on-one coaching person that I, I work with, the first thing we tackle is purpose. Even um, Napoleon Hill said, definiteness of purpose, it is a must. If you do not have a definiteness of purpose, you will just wander. You have to know what you want, 
And many times, as people of God, that's a scary thing for us because we don't want to say what we want. Now, we want to say what God wants us to have, and I understand the sentiment, but you need to know what you want is what God wants you to want. He, he gave you that. That's in you. So you have, to, you have to find out and be honest with yourself. I say, you know what, especially if there are pastors listening. Sometimes pastors, we're scared to say, no, I want a large church. I want, a, I want 1,500 members in my church. We're scared to say it because it sounds self-absorbed. It sounds like we're, you know, we're asking for too much. But no, if that's what you want, that's what you want. If you want to drive a Mercedes-Benz, that's what you want. Don't receive any type of judgment because of it. Because there's no just, that's just what you want. Success looks different to everybody. And there's no room for me, if, if success for someone else is being a great mother, and that's what success is for them, for her, then do that. And I have no right, I have no room to say that's not being successful. I don't have that right. Nor does that other person have a right to say that if I want a Mercedes Benz or if I want a 10,000 square foot house, if that's successful for me, they have no right to tell me that, well, that's too much mm-hmm. or you don't deserve that. You don't, so you be successful the way you want to be successful. I'll be successful the way I want to be successful. But what we both have in common is that we're both successful. Wow, I'm having an extraordinary time with this pastor, author, successologist, father, husband, grandfather, Bishop Charles Johnson. We want you to tune in for part two of Mountain Movers Incorporated, in which he will give us information on walking out into your destiny. Hey, as he would most often say, let's go get it. Be sure to tune in to part two, where we'll give you information how to get in contact with Bishop Charles Johnson. Stay tuned. We're going to be paying tribute to our friend, our brother, F.D. Daniels. Listen in and be blessed. God bless you. May you rest in peace, my brother. See?